podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. 2024 is upon us, which means a packed schedule of FA Cup, AFCON and, of course, Premier League action. Beat the January Blues and watch every game with the atmosphere it deserves down at your local Green King Sports Pub. Don't settle for a dodgy stream. If it's on the telly, it's on at your local Green King across their huge HD screens. And if you download the Green King Sports app, you'll also receive 10% off every single drink whenever there's a game on. Their venues offer a range of low and no alcohol options too. So dry January doesn't mean you have to settle for a worse sporting watching environment. So check it out. Green King Sports Pubs. Spurs fans around the world, Theo Delini here, welcoming you to another Spurs show, and tonight a special Spurs show, because we're here at the legendary Antwerp Arms N17. One of the great, if not the great, Tottenham Hotspur watering holes. The team is on its midwinter break, but there's plenty to talk about in a week where Ndombele finally got his first assist for Galatasaray. Uh, we'll talk about absent friends, we'll talk transfer speculation, we'll talk about this Friday's fourth round cup tie versus Manchester City, all sorts, this and more. And uh, here to discuss all of this with me is a panel that is positively oozing gravitas here at the Antwerp. <laughs> T- don't laugh, don't laugh, Ian. <laughs> That's another word for old, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Tottenham Hotspur royalty, Rob White is here. Good evening, Rob. Good evening, Theo. The official biographer of Tottenham Hotspur is here, Julie Welch. Good evening, Julie. I'm just doing my queenly way. And making his debut, esteemed football writer, novelist and publisher, not to mention Spurs season ticket holder, Ian Ridley is here. What a panel! Well, where do we begin? Well, as I say, little tidbits of news in this uh, midwinter hiatus. Uh, Ndombele, who we assumed was going to get kicked out by Galatasaray, has got his first assist, and they're going to keep him, because they reckon that's a reasonable return. I don't know if you've seen pictures of him going around, but he looks like he's carrying a bit of timber. So... Probably best he stays where he is. Tanganga's gone to Millwall and made his debut. Divine and uh, Phillips are doing well at Plymouth. So that's absent friends. But other absent friends we might mention are Harry Kane and Eric Dyer because Bayern Munich lost to Werder Bremen at the weekend. They hadn't lost to Werder Bremen in about 35 games, which was a record in Germany. And then Eric Dyer turned up. <laughs> Julie, do you think it's his fault? I think he's a jinx. I mean, you know, you, I don't know why the fans didn't get on to him because there he was, sitting on the bench, all wrong, you know. Yeah. That was the way he was sitting on the bench. Yeah, do you think it was the body language that put them all off? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a shame, isn't it? I shall miss him so much. You know about my granny crush on Eric. You've you had know. a massive crash on Eric, I know. on Eric Dyer for a long time. I know, you know, it was a sort of sad day when he left. Yeah, for you anyway. Yeah, for me. Yeah. 
Ian, um, people are saying Harry Kane may need to leave Bayern Munich in order to win a trophy. What's your, your, you're an experienced football writer. What's your take on that? Well, he should have stayed. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. He obviously should have stayed. I, you know, you, there's all this thing about, oh, you can understand why he went, but, but why? I mean, Leverkusen are having the greatest season ever. Yeah. Um, he's picked the wrong season, hasn't he? Totally. It's and like it, he's jinxed, isn't it? Yeah. I, I, I suppose you can see why he went. He thought they'd have a chance at the Champions League as well. Yeah. Um, but I always felt that, I, funnily enough, talking in the summer, I thought he was going to stay because I didn't think his family wanted to go to, yeah. to Bayern, you know. Um, I speak to David Pleat quite a bit yeah. these days because he lives near me and, mm. and he was at the training ground and he, he didn't think he would go, but... Mm. You know, it won't be the first thing David's got wrong in his life. <laughs> um, but, you know, good luck to him. I hope he gets it. Um, Tuchel may end up at Man United before the season's over. Yeah. Um, and he'll wonder again what he's done. But, listen, nobody wants to see, wishes Harry ill, do they? No, I mean, of course not. No, you know, absolutely he's, not. He's not one of those ex-players you uh, no. despise. Nor is Eric Dyer, I should point out. Although <laughs> well, we, I, we do I gently rib him. I'm that. not one of those that was on his back. I mean, no. remember the game against Chelsea? Yes. Two yeah, one yeah. down. Yes. And he scored that goal, which was a hairline offside. Yeah. He'd have been a hero, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah, that's Rather true. than the 4-1 thing. Yeah. So, I thought you were going to talk, I thought you meant that other game at Gates Chelsea <laughs> where we went round clouting them all <laughs> methodically in the second half. Well, the you battle know, of the that's bridge. best brushed over. Okay. But I like Eric. I yeah, like Eric. I do too. I do too. Um, well, actually, Ian, you're making your debut. So yeah. tradition dictates on this show that you, I have to ask you, what was your first ever Tottenham Hotspur game? Well, funnily enough, you just asked me that and I could remember. And... Um, I come from Dorset, I come from Weymouth, that's my hometown. And uh, in the summer, when I was a teenager, my mum and dad, to get rid of me, would send me up to an uncle who lived on Risley Avenue on the Tower Gardens estate. And I'd stay there for two or three weeks. And every summer he'd take me to Spurs First Friendly of the summer in, in July. And it was 1970 against Glasgow Rangers. And I remember Spurs winning 3-1. Mm-hmm. And I just remember, I, we walked past here actually. You come from Risley Avenue up the, you know, over the road here through the park. And I just remember this place being full of Glasgow Rangers fans. Really? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely yeah. everywhere. They Nothing's drank the changed. place dry. Yeah. Um, so that was my first game. Like when Scotland used to come and play England, that sort of idea. Yeah, it was that kind of down yeah. for a weekend away. Absolutely. Bloody hell. Well, um, let's talk about the transfer window. Obviously, Spurs have had a great transfer window so far. The only you know, Premier League club to have bought two players. Maybe the only Premier League club to bought anyone, I think, possibly. Um, Rob, there are various rumours going around. Emerson Royale is the subject of a bid mm. from Saudi Arabia. Hoybier is still rumoured to be maybe on his way. Uh, Juventus won him. Uh, and we're in for this Antonio Nusa at Bruges. Uh, but if we do get him, and it would be a major coup if we did, because all the big clubs have been sniffing around him, the Norwegian wonder kid, mm-hmm. uh, we'd give him back for a season. How much do you think Emerson Royale, first of all, would be a miss? I think he would, yeah. I think he's, um, I think he's performed really well for us this season. Yeah. Um, and actually, I would be really surprised if we do any more business in this transfer window. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's really about all I've got to say on that. Can I just go back a second to yeah. the... the, the so this is something that's been bugging me, and as I've got a room here full of news, uh, for football writers and, and, and reporters, 
What I'm really interested in at the moment is when Dyer, when it was muted that Dyer would be going to Bayern Munich, um, Big Ange, who, you know, there's a cult of Ange that's, that's quite rightly been established. Yeah. But he was asked whether Dyer, because Dyer wasn't in, the, I think it was the cup game, Dyer wasn't in. And he said to the press guy, you question my uh, integrity. Yeah. And nobody's actually picked up on that subsequently. And I'm just wondering why. Yeah, but all he said was, they said, you say he's injured, but isn't it the fact that you didn't pick him because he's going? And he said, listen, if I say he's injured, he's injured, don't question But But, but within, a, within a week, he's at Bayern Munich because he's yeah. training at Bayern but Munich. But it's still possible he had a knock, isn't it? It is possible. It's just an interesting thing that's been yeah. bugging me. And I well, wonder he's whether at the we States could... if he's actually looking him in the that. eye and saying, don't question yeah, my Yeah, I mean, the guy who's, who's, who, I don't know who the journalist was, actually. Um, but the journalist that's actually had that comeback, are you questioning my integrity? Yeah. I'd wonder what I felt if I was in that position now. Yeah, but what, in Angie's position or no, the journalist? In the journalist position, where he's actually asked a legit, what he feels is a legitimate yeah. question. Yeah, nah, they wouldn't give a toss, actually. So they wouldn't <laughs> give a toss. Who, who, the journal? Thank you, yeah. Julie. The journal. <laughs> it's, it's just part of the job, isn't it? You yeah, mean, yeah. you get knocked back from managers all the time. But, like but that. nobody's picked up on it, except for me, maybe. Well, so. yeah. I mean, You're I, more sensitive than your average I am more journalist. sensitive, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's interesting, this, this cult of Ange, and, there is, and it's right. I mean, his press conferences are quite magical in, uh, at times. And, he's, uh, and he is this amazing character. And those of us that, that sort of, well, everybody here lived through Conte and Mourinho and everything. <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, I turned on Conte, the, the Milan game. They were such a poor yeah. side. Yeah, yeah. And Tottenham could not score a goal over two, two legs. Didn't even try to, as far well, as we no, can make it, out. It was, it was shocking, really. Yeah. And that was it when I thought that, you know, they can't keep players. I should say, by the way, I'm not a real Spurs fan. Um, I covered Spurs for many years for national newspapers. I like the Spurs. My uncle brought me here, but it's my son who's here tonight who is a real Spurs fan. And I'm a season ticket holder because I get to spend the day with my son. So, nice. But you can't... I, and he keeps pointing out that, that, Dad, you say the word we quite a lot these days. So, ah. so he says, we'll make a Spurs fan of you. But yeah. my, my take on Ange was... He's made, the first mistake he made this season was the Fulham game in the League Cup. Mm -hmm. Tottenham could yeah. have won that this yeah. year, I think. Yeah. The, the fact that Fulham are in the semis is, is... And I think there's a couple of selections here and there. I mean, the high line against Chelsea, you can debate all that all you like. It's not the worst sin in the world, but why? Um, you know, he is a bit smart, I think, sometimes with journalists. And, mm. you know, you, Julie's right. You get used to it as a journo. But you can, managers do try and shame journos sometimes, you know, and put them down. And the rest of the room sort of shrinks, thinking, I hope you don't pick on me. But it's just part of the game. It's part of the job. I have to say he's fun. I have to say the football he's produced is, is obviously a breath of fresh air, and it's great to watch. Um, and I, these people on TalkSport that are constantly going, oh, we'll wait till he goes through a bad patch and all that, then we'll find out about everything, you know. I don't, I don't believe that at all because the attitude is what counts, the philosophy is what counts, and that doesn't change whether you win or lose. Mm -hmm. I like him, I think, because he's a proper bloke. Mm. You know, after Conte and Mourinho, you know, mm. sort, of, sort of hysterical, hand-wringing, mm. excitable, mm. you know, just this great big Australian geezer mm -hmm. um, saying, tell, telling... <laughs> oh, no, you better get that, Ian. It's Ange. <laughs> 
I, I, I just loved it when he, he, he had a go at the journal. I thought it was fantastic. I thought, mm. I, um, the only thing is, it being Spurs, you know, he is lovely. He's going to take us to glory, I'm sure. Except, I keep looking at him. You said about Dombelli, he's got a bit of timber on him. Well, <laughs> Ange has got a bit of yeah. timber on him. And, I, you know, it's the, it's the Luke Littler diet he's on. <laughs> and I just think, don't keel over. Just don't keel <laughs> over. Be, that would be, be so Spursy. spursy. <laughs> oh. oh, you got me worried now, Julie. <laughs> yeah. Now, one of the uh, reasons why we're fortunate to have Ian here tonight, even though he said, as he said, he's not strictly speaking, a Spurs fan. He is extremely well qualified to be here, what with being a doyen of football writers and a season ticket holder. In the posh seats, by the way, he's yeah. in the uh, he's in the Don't premium. Don't hate me, I'm in premium exec. He's <laughs> all there was left. Blame his son. I tell you. Um, but Listen, reason... I've done the terraces okay. through the 70s. Yeah. I deserve it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the reason we're fortunate to have you here is, of course, we're also here tonight. Later on, Julie and I will be talking about her new book, which uh, you're the publisher of, Ian, mm -hmm. your company is. So uh, let's, let's talk about that just for a moment. Uh, it's called Double Acts, and it's about great Tottenham Hotspur strike partnerships. Is that, that's right, isn't it, Julie? That's the one. Tell us all about it. You've written a lot of fantastic Spurs books, not least the official biography. Uh, the great, the ghost of White Hart Lane, co-written with Rob White here. Yeah, among his, friends. About his legendary father. You've also wrote the eighty-one book with Steve Perriman. Yep. So this book, was it uh, fun to do? It was great because I didn't have to leave the house. <laughs> didn't have Wait to. Wait a minute, you left the house to talk to me about. <laughs> well, that's true, but it, it only cost me a coffee. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, yeah it was. It was great because um, it, it was one of those things which was easy to write because it had a beginning and a middle and an end, yeah. um, which is the easiest structure. Um, but I can tell you more about that later. Yeah, but we'll I love doing it, it and I read it yesterday again. And I thought, well, you know, it's really not bad. Yeah, it's great. I love it. I We're going to put that on the back. On the it's back. really yeah. not bad. Julie <laughs> Post. <Welch. Yeah. laughs> but Ian, it's part of a series of books called Football yeah. Shorts, right? Yeah. Tell us about that. Well, it started in lockdown, really. I was reading a lot, like a lot of us. And um, I'd read football books, but I'd also read novels. And I'd read short novels some days because I just couldn't be bothered. Mm. And I thought, why does nobody write short football books? Mm. They're all great big tomes. So I thought, let's do a series of books, 30,000 words, uh, called Football Shorts. Mm -hmm. And we do three a year. Mm -hmm. We did three last year on Jimmy Armfield. We've got two of the authors in tonight as well. Jane Purden yeah. wrote a book on the Lionesses. Fantastic CEO book. of Women in Football, great yeah. book. Yeah. Got one coming out in May by a guy called Shekir Bhatia. Interloper in the room, he's a West Ham fan. Oh, no. Calm down everyone, we don't want any trouble. And Shekhar's written a book, it's going to be called Namaste Giza. It's about growing up as a West Ham fan in the East End, and with a wonderful twist, it's a great book, mm -hmm. about having to run from your own fans as an Asian. <laughs> yeah. So it's going to be good, it's going to be good. Um, and uh, what else did we do last year? We did Andy Hamilton on Chelsea. Yeah, the comedian, which is a good yeah, book. So, well. so they're good books, and I just uh, Julie wrote me a chapter for a book called Football. She wrote, which was about the return of women's football yeah. after a fifty-year ban. It was fantastic, and I thought I've got to get Julie to do one of these. Mm. And I thought, well, the best way is to dangle Tottenham in front of her. Yeah. To be honest, yeah. Well, it's a great book. I've read it. I love it. It's out today. Uh, but as you say, Julie, we'll be talking about that separately later. So before we go on here, we, we take our traditional uh, mid-show break. 
For premium content, including a daily news show, ex-player interviews and original documentary series on Spurs, go to patreon.com forward slash Spurs show and support our show in the process. Uh, Spurs show merchandise is available. You can check it all out. There'll be a link in the notes to this show. All sorts of fabulous things, including uh, custom Ange Postacoglu t-shirts and the like, some of which do involve kangaroos. Our monthly <laughs> London live shows are up and running. Uh, next, uh, next month, we've got Peter Taylor, February 28th. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And on March the 20th, we've got a certain Paul Gascoigne. Ooh. Yeah, Gaza, and that'll be at the Leicester Square Theatre. Um, so uh, you can check out the link again in the description of this podcast if you'd like to join us there. Those tickets going fast, as you might imagine. Follow us on Facebook, X and Instagram. Please leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts. It's incredibly helpful. Okay, so back we come. We're back in the room. Um, and we really have got a huge game coming up on Friday. A game that I am so excited about because it's a proper cup tie. It's a huge cup tie against the team that's been the best in the land for the last eight or nine years. But a team that has never scored at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. <laughs> Manchester City, I'm talking about, of course. Rob. Yeah. How... What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> how excited are you and how pessimistic are you? I'm really excited by it, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's great. It's the day after my birthday, which is always good. Uh, yep. Nothing beats a FA Cup game on a Friday night, does it, really? You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, eight, eight o'clock kickoff. I think, I Can't think beat an eight o'clock kickoff. Yeah, lovely traditional. Yeah, game. exactly. Yeah. Um, no, I think it'll be a great game actually. Mm. You know, we've got uh, we've got well, we've got players come came back for United game. They've had thirteen days, is it thirteen days rest or something up uh, around that? Yeah. Um, yeah. So actually, I think it, I think it's going to be a really exciting game. I'm not sure. I mean, they looked City looked really good. Was it last weekend? Uh, that's the problem with these. These breaks, this midweek, yeah, it's midwinter very confusing. Break. You don't know where you are. It's like I having can't jet remember, lag or exactly. You, you don't know it's, what the hell's going on. Confusing, but actually, De Bruyne came. The, the game yeah. that De Bruyne came back on. Yeah. Um, who looked absolutely fantastic? Um, Newcastle. Newcastle two. game. Yeah, three yeah, two. Three two. They came back to win Which three was brilliant. Two, yeah. It's um, coming back to me now. So if if you know if they played to their full potential, then we're in trouble. But <laughs> yeah. there is always that thing that they're really scared about the fact they never scored at White Hart Lane. Yeah, or, I mean, well. It's interesting, stadium, the fans, a lot of their fans went straight online after the draw and went, oh, that's it, they're, they're, we're out of the bloody cup, that's the one, the one draw we don't want. Yeah, yeah. But not all their fans, some of them, I mean, I've got, a, I've got Man City fans on my Life Goals podcast this week and they're like, oh yeah, you know, this run has to come to an end, this is it, this will be it. And City have been doing, you know, they, did, they, they look like they're doing what they did last season, which is, which is not great, not great, but you reckon they're going to just shift in, the, yeah, put a shift in so. the gearbox and then bosh. Yeah. And they've, done, they've achieved what they've achieved so far, largely, well, completely without De Bruyne and recently without Haaland. De Bruyne is back. I think Haaland might well be back. Oh, really? I think so, but I don't yeah. know. I mean, I think he, I, I mean, there is word that he might be. But even if he isn't, I mean, they've been looking pretty... Pretty good. He'll, he'll be scared witless of Romero, though, wouldn't he? Harland. he will run be. a mile. Run Who a mile. wouldn't be? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I am. <laughs> I, hope I never meet him in a dark alley. But um, the thing is, what we can, I think, look forward to is, as you say, Rob, a great game. Because Spurs only play one way now, which is the Spurs way, which mm -hmm. is, of course, why we all love Ange. Spurs will go for it from the first whistle. But City n never go into a game negatively either. I mean... 
it could be an absolute feast, couldn't it, Julie? Um, I just had this sort of sudden kind of internal news flash. <laughs> really weird. <laughs> Emerson Royal to score. Oh, love it. Oh, dear. I like that. I but like bear in mind that I think one, one prediction that I made on the Spurs show was a 6-1 win for Spurs, which turned out to be a 0-2. Right. So, okay. you know. Yeah. Just, not, not entirely reliable. Yeah. Yes. Don't, don't get too worked up yet. Okay. But from a, just purely from a football, footballing point of view, it's quite mouth-watering, isn't it? No, I'm absolutely <laughs> bloody dreading it. Honestly, Theo. I, sh- I just... Oh, it's just going to be terrible. It's really going to be terrible. It's going to be embarrassing. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've, gone, I've gone into AVB era mode. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, you know, this... We're, we're so good now, Tottenham, I think. We're just not just good to watch, but really, really good. And when these players come back, and they have started to come back, we've got... A, Full first choice defence now is played in the last game or, or last two games, and that's that's something we hadn't had since the beginning yeah. of November. Madison is very much on the way back; may even play a part on Friday. Yeah. Uh, Solomon is going to be available, we think. I think um, you look at that and you think, well, maybe winning the league is a bit of a stretch, <laughs> but winning the cup, we thought, was you know why not? And then you. And then you get to play the best team in the yeah. country. But we are at home. What do you, you think, Ian, you're, from your objective? Well, viewpoint. you do have to say that if Tottenham do get through this round, they'd be among the favourites. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then get drawn at Maidstone and go out. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, if they, can, if they can put City out, then obviously, you know, it, this, could be, this could be a good cup round. And this is... Everybody in this room, everybody that goes to the game, they just want to see a trophy, don't they? Yeah. You know, they want to see Spurs in the FA Cup. It's, it's kind of almost synonymous with Tottenham, you know, a, yeah. a cup run. So you'd hope they'd go for it. I think they've done very well during Madison's absence mm. to keep going. There was the, spe- the bad spell of defeat, but they've come back and they look, they've looked as if they've been kind of eking out results here and there because, you know, without that player. I mean, we could all see it. We were all sitting watching Conte's side and saying, oh, just go get Madison. Just go get a number 10. Mm. Someone that can see a pass. Mm. You know, you're relying on Hoiberg, who's, who I think is a very will, willing and manful player and will always give his all, no matter whether he's on his way or not. Some players wouldn't. they jack it in, but Hoiberg hasn't jacked it in. And he was the only one that was picking out a pass and then irregularly last season. So they've always needed a player like that. And the last few games I felt that, that, that they've got away with it here and there simply because they haven't had an unlocker of a, of a defence so I mean that's a good sign really that they have won these games and I think if you get Madison back and he keeps fit to the end of the season it's got to be a top four place in an FA Cup final that's what they've got to be looking at if they get through on Friday it's yeah. such a huge obstacle isn't it yeah I mean you wonder of course City did the the quadruple last year and they, they go out to win every game but you wonder if this is a dispensable sort of game for them mm. given that they've you know they've been playing in the world club championship and that game behind everything they've got the squad to do it of course they've yeah. got a, a second 11 that would finish top four in it on its own yeah um but i just wonder whether they'll be as up for this as tottenham really no i, I tottenham know that this is one thing they can really win yeah. this season and I think that will weigh more 
in their favour. So if you were a betting man, you you money would be on Spurs. It would, yeah, yeah. I I, I would go for like I'd go for a two-one kind of game. Yeah. I think City. I think City will score finally. Yeah. I mean, you can't see them. <laughs> they usually do, scoring. don't they? Yeah. I mean, it's incredible. It's a really bizarre yeah. anomaly, isn't it? Yeah. That they've never scored. But it? I mean, you know, Spurs have got the back four back now, haven't they? That's so crucial, isn't it? And that, that's a big thing. Yeah. That is a big thing. And um, obviously, Saar's still away. I like the, the two in front, you know. Yeah. Benton Court's back, which is a major factor. Yeah. He's so, a fantastic it, But he's one of, don't you think he's a throwback? He's one of these sort of old-fashioned, elegant players that can keep hold of a football, which, you know, not always the case these mm-hmm. days. And he just sort of seems to stroll around the, the game. There was a wonderful... Uh, I know it's not the same player, but there was a wonderful um, thing online... This week, uh, Berbatov talking through a Man United. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, no, I haven't. And but just, just he the, kind of the reminds me of him in that sense. It was incredible. He picked yeah. the ball up. In fact, yeah. when I watched the clip, I thought, I've never saw Berbatov in his own, yeah. in his own half, but he was. He was, he was on the 18 yard box, picked the ball up, yeah. and he was, he was, there was a description of it. I don't know if it, I was just watching it, but there was an audio description. Um, and he, was, he just played two or three really great yeah. passes, and then he was saying he delayed his run into the box. Yeah. And then he, he said, uh, I saw Nanny had the ball. He was taking the winger on. He said, and I, so I timed my run because I knew Nanny would try and yeah. do something flash. He said, so I had time to get there. Yeah. <laughs> he, does, he has this fantastic run into the box, picks the ball up just yeah. in front of the penalty spot and just strokes it in. Yeah. And it did remind me, actually. Now you say yeah, it, it really reminded me of a Benson Court. player, but I think yeah, he's yeah. bigging himself up there. He stopped to light a cigar, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they are similar. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, yeah. There's that, that kind of... I like those Loose tall, leggy, element, ele- you know, elegant players. Yeah, I you know, do. It must be a hoddle thing or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's interesting because, of course, uh, Bentancur is an updated book because, um, uh, you know, Berbatov, there were question marks over his commitment. Yeah, there were, yeah. Uh, he, during the game and just generally. Yeah. It was just, he really was a But cigar. hindsight breeds nostalgia, yeah, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was still a fantastic <laughs> player he to was, watch. Yeah. Whereas Bentancur, of course, in the modern game, Players like that, players who are with those yeah. question marks just don't exist. It's, do like, it's like when, I don't know if people had this experience, but you know when you play Sunday morning pub football <laughs> and there's a 45-year-old ex-pro, yeah. everybody is just sort of in awe of, yeah. and he comes and plays for your pub team and he just stands in the centre circle yeah. and yeah. keeps the ball and yeah. strokes it around. Yeah. And, you know, that's Bentoncourt, but a game that's going at 90 miles an hour. Yeah, because so with Bentoncourt... He has all the, that incredible quality, that yeah. sort of level above yeah. quality, but he also is completely committed, isn't he? Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. So he's the modern, he's the He'll form. put a foot in. Definitely. Well, he's Europe. He'll put one in on Matty Cash next time they play, <laughs> yes. that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. and we'll all yes. cheer. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so how do we see it lining up? Well, we know what the back four is. That picks itself. So, so Bentoncourt plus, do you think he'll pick Skip or, or Hoybier? I think he'll in? go with the, the more solid midfield, which he played at United, which was both... Isn't it Hoybier and Skip he played? Mm. And Benton Kaur. So there's no, no number 10. There was an absence of because candidates for a number 10 anyway because Kulisevsky was out and yeah, so yeah. was uh, Lachelso. Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. think he'll play a bit more solidly. Yeah. That, I think that's a slight adaptation to what I've seen so far. Yeah. Was it the Villa game where we just got really unstuck? I can't yeah. remember now. I think yeah. we came really unstuck because... Just because well, the Villa game, he played a really lightweight midfield. Yeah, yeah, a really yeah. lightweight yeah. midfield. Yeah. And yes. I don't think he'll do that again. I can't see him doing that again. Yeah. I mean, if Madison is fit, maybe he would... Well, he's not obviously not going to be 100% match no. fit, but he might have him on the bench to try and if he needs mm. him in the la- yeah. he needs a goal in the last 20 minutes or something like that, might they? Yeah. I think the big miss is Son, though. Yeah. Yeah, because he's the one, really, that Manchester City 
are afraid of. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he always scores against them. Yeah, yeah. Um, he runs at them. I mean, that's they don't yeah. like players that run at them, City. They'll, they don't they like want, it up. And... They, want, well, <laughs> they, want, they want teams to try and pass through them, don't they? Because they know that, that, that they you know, they'll be, the they're gaps. better than that. They're yeah. better than anyone that tries to do that. They hate a player like Son that will pick it up on the halfway yeah. and they're terrified of yeah. it. You think of that quarter-final, don't you, in the Champions League where he was, yeah. you just couldn't believe what you were seeing. Yeah. He was, he was terrorising them on their own ground. Yeah. Yeah, he is a big miss. And of course, also his presence as a leader, because yeah. that's what he's become, hasn't he? You know, he really has become the actual, the captain and in every sense. Yeah, and you'd never have thought it. No, no. he didn't, because he's he quite was a so gentle personality. Well, he was so much in Harry Kane's shadow. Yeah. And he's only now begun to sort of emerge as the kind of personality that he yeah. probably was all along. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's, he's risen to the task, or whatever you say. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Kuliszewski, we assume, will be back because he just had a bug or something like that. Mm -hmm. So that means... And we think Solomon's fit, it is said, but he, I, don't, I doubt he would be a candidate to start. But you're, you're talking about three from four then, aren't you? Kuliszewski, Johnson, Richarlison and Werner. Who misses out? Johnson. Werner. Oh, Johnson and Werner. Johnson, Werner. Johnson. Who do you think misses out? Johnson. Johnson looks like he could do with a rest. Yeah. It's always difficult in these situations because he... He's, he's only a lad. Yeah, he's only a lad, but, and his form has dipped. Mm. And you think, well, it's obvious, just give him a rest, he's fine. You can bring him off the bench, he's got pace and all that, but he's quite a good impact mm. sub. But what you don't want to do is knock his confidence still further, do you, by, mm. by dropping him, what looks like dropping him. I guess, but Ange is a good enough man-manager to know how to deal with that. Yeah, I mean, the other thing that Johnson's got, obviously, is naked pace, yeah. isn't it? And, yeah. and that's what... But Werner's very, very quick as well, isn't he? Yeah, but in Werner's case, I, I'm reminded of once what Ian Wright said about Martin Keown. Right. Which was, you know, somebody said Ian Wright was sort of shaking his head at Martin Keown. And um, somebody said to Ian Wright, but he's really quick, he's really quick. He said, yeah, it just means he messes up things quicker. Really? <laughs> Did he say that? Wow. Yeah, but he used the F word rather than the messes up. Right, right. Um, and I, and I, I mean, I know I feel a bit sorry for, for Werner, in a sense. Um, but, you know, he's going to look back and think he's been very lucky to have such a great career, I think, at mm. big clubs. He is quick, um, but the end product is, is terrible, isn't it? I think Jack Pitbrook wrote a good piece on The Athletic saying that he expects him to thrive at, at White Hart Lane because he'll be in an environment for a first time in a long time where it's a happy environment. I mean, at Chelsea he wasn't. He was a misfit there. Yeah. yeah. I just don't think he's good enough. I mean, he's quick, but he's not... The, the end product is not good enough, either in finishing or crossing. But yeah. I, think, I think he's a great addition for a, a winter, January transfer oh, window. absolutely, but he's a squad player. That's why I wouldn't yeah, yeah. pick him for a big game. I might pick him for, you know, so a crumbling more, Crystal Palace You'd be more inclined so. to keep Johnson in and keep Werner on the bench? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, hopefully Kuliszewski's back, because he makes a huge difference. He does. I mean, he, yeah. his form was great. He's not a number 10. I mean, they've tried him there, yeah, you know, behind right Richard. He's done he? okay, but he's, he doesn't see what... What Madison well, sees, no, he's done he's all right. Mad, he's not Madison. He's not Glenn Hoddle. But he's going to create more from wide right, isn't he? Yeah. Which is why Rob, you might be right about that midfield. They might not go. They might because they could if they they could play him as a number ten yeah. and, and have Johnson and Werner either side. But 
Um, more likely they'll play him wide and have one. I, I, I see Benton more in that number ten role. To be yeah. honest, mm. you know he's the one with the eye. Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, he has the. But but it's funny with players like that. Some of them just, even though they have, it reminds me of Modric. Modric always mm. played deep, didn't mm. they? He didn't mm. play number ten, did he? Well, he likes to see the game in front of him. Yeah, and he? I think Bentancur's yeah. a bit like that. Yeah, he has probably. the quality, but, he, but I mean, he, he he might be able to do it up there. You have a little bit more time, don't you? It's a bit like that that picture you paint of the old pro. Standing yeah. at the back of the midfield, yeah, just yeah. seeing the whole picture, yeah. having the time, stroking it around. But it gives him the freedom of that midfield three then to go into that space between the yeah. lines, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're so lucky to have him and to have him back. I just hope he uh, remains fit, of course, after that. After those, uh, after I that don't know what Conte back. saw in him, to be honest, but. <laughs> I mean, he's a Conte signing, wasn't he? he well, he was Conte, but really, we, we're assuming that all of those fantastic uh, signings were Paratici. Yeah. Troy yeah. Paratici, as we call him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he's been absolutely... But they don't come if Conte doesn't want them. Oh, that's true, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, do you know anything about this winger, this young winger, the young Norwegian, Vunderkind? What, Noosa from Bruges? Yeah. No, I just read it on your lap. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> What I'm excited about him is that Chelsea really wanted him and other big clubs have looked at him, Manchester United, Real Madrid. But it looks like we've got a very good chance of getting him, which could be a sign of the times, I think. Yeah. I think we're suddenly eating at the top table again, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. a, a fantastic and thing. It looks it? like little Brian's going, doesn't it? Is it? Oh, I hadn't heard uh, that. That's why I, well, that's, that was the, the, What's the, the stuff saying today. He's going back to Seville. Oh, really? I think, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know most people have written him off. I've always thought... I've always thought there's a player in there. I mean, he's played there, for there Spain. There is a player. He's a lovely little footballer. Yeah. He's got a nice left foot and he's cute and, and everything. But he's a Spanish footballer. He's not a, he's not a Premier League so footballer. You, by that you mean he's not robust enough? No, I don't. I think he's one of those players that, that will end up in playing in Spain and having a nice career and yeah. playing yeah. well. Maybe even playing for Spain a few more in times. In a sort of club that's around 8th, ninth in La Liga. Mm-hmm. That's my... Take on him. Well, we'll wish him well if that is yeah. the case. Well, that, now we get to the bit where we all make fools of ourselves and make actual predictions, <laughs> scoreline predictions. So, your prediction, please, Rob, for Friday. I always go first, yeah? yeah you're always. Go- I always make you yeah, go first. Thanks. Oh, it's got to be a, a three all, thrilling three all, straight to penalties. Um, Emerson Royale scores the winning penalty, <laughs> Julie. <laughs> That's getting your money's You always do get your money's worth with Ange, and that yeah. would be getting your money's worth. Julie? Um, I got a feeling it's a nil one, something like that. But on the other it's hand, it's being so cheerful said, that keeps you going. <laughs> I, know, I always do this on the Spurs show. You do. Yeah. You're the only regular pessimistic yeah. predictor on the well, whole history of the show. If you're a Spurs supporter, you've got to be a pessimist. You know, hope for the worst. Then you, it's so lovely when the best happens. But I did get that little sort of you news did. flash in my head. Yes. That Emerson Royale was going to score. So maybe... What, an own goal? <laughs> yeah. Come on, Ian. <laughs> um, All right. I just... Yeah, go on. I'll, um, I'll reverse my verdict. Let's say 1-0 to the Spurs. 1-0 yeah. Royale. Yeah. OK. Ian? Well, I think I said 2-1 earlier. Yeah, to top. And, and I, I do think that. You, I yeah. do think that. Yeah, yeah. it's good to hear, good I, to hear that. I think, they've, I think they've got a bit of City's measure at the moment. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm not convinced by, by City, even though everybody really? says after Christmas, you know... Here they, they come. Yeah. Here they come. I'm, I'm, I still think Liverpool are going to win the title. Really? Said that at the beginning of the season. I think Klopp has done what... I know this is Spurs show, but... Yeah. I think Klopp has done what Fergie used to do and every five years builds a new great side. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And I think he's seen that as a blueprint. Fergie yeah. built three great sides. Yeah, Nicholson over the course. built two. Yeah, Nicholson they, built arguably two. Three, and they two know and a half. they know when to do it. That's yeah. the thing. They know when the lifespan when of a player is. to move people on. No sentimentality. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just get them out. Yeah. Move them on. And I think um, I think Liverpool will win the title. I think City quite possibly will win the Champions League again. But and I think Spurs might win the cup. That's Love the way it. I look at it. Get down the bookies. Get down the bookies. That's gone down very well, Ian. I'm quite on the cheap seats. It's Jürgen Klopp. He's had a few of those beers he advertises. I'm going to say 4-3 to Tottenham. I, do, I can see goals. I can see goals in this game. Uh, Rob, Ian, Julie, thank you all so very much for this. I've enjoyed it immensely. Uh, and thanks everyone here. This is Theo Delaney signing off saying, Go you Spurs! If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.